I begin. Whatever. Let's kick this pig. Okay. Please. Well, the pig will be mad, and then the bacon won't taste. Yeah. I don't like sad bacon. Are we rolling? Yeah. yeah. Oh, toads. I had no idea we were rolling. <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> Everyone Racers, rolling, yeah. a show designed for the world of low dollar racing and oddball car culture. It doesn't matter what kind of lemma champ or lucky track dog you run, SCCA or NASA, we won't discriminate, as long as you drive it hard and built it yourself. Join us each week for tech discussion, tips, tricks, news and notes in the world of low-dollar racing, and whether it's on the spot, hella sweet, or we're lucky enough and Chrissy gives us just a tip, we're sure you're going to giggle a little and learn even less. Everyone report to the paddock. This is Chris. This is Chrissy. I'm Jeff. <laughs> Why is this so hard? I don't know. I said my own. Mental? Mental? Hello? Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, so we're, uh, we're, we're... I'll fade out the oh, music. Oh, no. You know, no, keep it playing. Yeah. Can't hear Mental's, you. Can't hear you. Mental yeah, seems right. to have shut his microphone <laughs> off for some reason. <laughs> All right. This, and, so, All right. and this is Mental. And we are Everyone Racers. Thank you for coming back and listening to another Astatine episode of our podcast it's up oh, episode at 85 it is the 85th um periodic on the periodic table it is a chemical that the earth is made out of yes that's how you know I we have no ideas when that's we okay when we oh, I, Google, I always google it Some, no well that was the most interesting of 85 so uh if you're not driving a car make sure you get your e1r bingo card it has not changed but maybe someday it will so maybe you should just get it open and play so then unless you're driving which you should not oh we hey, hear you hey, now mental's back who knew okay i literally i'm looking at my audio setting i don't know why i wasn't there but i'm still mental and you're not so yeah, yeah go <laughs> well, well I, we had to keep moving i can't oh, no no yeah, no I, I i get it when you guys all said oh i guess mental's mental yes i know mental I mean, we can't hear you periodic table of elements that was so like 30 episodes ago oh, i know i like it <laughs> i thought that was an interesting uh chemical of things so what what now, Jeff, now what is it used in primarily it is the uh, it is a radioactive chemical for what uh, the it's uh, on the Earth's crust. It is an earthly scary thing. Jeff, what are you working on? I actually do find that interesting. Sorry, thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> Enough for the science portion of our show. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, that was very technical, though. Bill, no, I the science. Bill, Bill. Anyway, uh, so I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but uh, I got new WeatherTech floor liners for the titan and i Yay. put them in Whoa. And all... wait a minute wait a minute so you did something to protect the lesbian lori i did oh As you're coming to, the, to our, the you're coming to our mats, side jeff the floor mats that were in it were the ones we pulled out of the z and they just like they kind of fit <laughs> by the way they were really dirty though <laughs> really the 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 super tweakers didn't uh <laughs> it would have helped me if I cleaned. Who'd have thought a nine hundred dollar three hundred ZX comes with dirty floor mats? Like just the fact that I'm it had floor mats at all. Yeah, exactly, that it had floor mats at all. But a mid-teens thousand dollar truck does not come with floor mats because every used car dealer on the planet says, "Oh, these floor mats are a little dirty. I'll just throw <laughs> them out." Yoink! Mine. Terrible. Come on. Yeah. They go anyway. with all these second keys that are always missing right so. I, I got three keys oh. i got oh, the, wow. the the headphones that use the rear like the wireless headphones for the rear dvd player i got the remote for the dvd player i got the remote you know where... start button 
Do you know where any of these things are? because Linda and Beverly really cared about that truck. True, they did, absolutely, and I thank them for it. And you need to honor them by continuing to care for that truck. So anyway, so I had another day off this week. I had two, count them, two days off. One of them because I had a day off, and the other one because I called out sick today. (gasps) (laughs) Really? (laughs) I have car work on itis. It's it's anal glaucoma. That's right. Oh, God. Um, I don't see my ass coming into work. Exactly. So this weekend on Saturday, it was beautiful on the east coast of the United States. Uh, good for weddings and good for working on your car. So I got out there play. and I, I I got the TR out of the trailer and I took all of our stuff out of it. I took out the fire bell bottle. I took out the belts. Let's ask some questions. Did the TR start? No. No, it did not. No. Does it have any gas? What? What? How did you? Why did you break the TR? I, I didn't mean to break the TR. I, I think uh, it wasn't out, doing I think well. When it, I think it's. I think it's out of gas. Like we didn't fill it really much on Sunday, and at the end of the be, day, it's out of be. gas. I I rolled it out of the trailer. I did all the work, and then I ran down the battery trying to get it to start, and I called Bruce and I said, "What's up?" And he says, "Oh." Ain't got I no said, gas in it. <laughs> but why would you think he would know what was wrong with it? I, I don't know. Seriously. I well, no, I I basically had to like rerun down like the starting procedure. Because he doesn't have any of the switches labeled. So I was like, it's the yellow one up and then push the button, right? He's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, Am I missing anything? He said, No. Yeah. So no. Okay. Yeah. no it didn't start. I think I think it's out of gas. It, really. it could totally be out of gas. But I didn't have any gas to put in it, so there it is. Um, yeah, so I did that. You use it all for your lawnmowers? <laughs> right, that's what I was going to suggest. I will go out and put five gallons in it, and now the battery is all charged up, and I, I cranked it in by hand with ratchet straps because they were closer than my come-along, so I have, like, blisters all over my hands. Which, from doing actual work? Doing Who's actual work, yeah. For making a poor huh? choice. <laughs> it's a poor choice. <laughs> yeah. I, my come-along long was literally like 35 feet away in a box and i said i'll just do this with the ratchet straps don't do that (laughs) Uh, don't it would surprise me if the starter interlock on that thing worked so you could have just put it in first gear hit the starter button chugged your way up i ran the battery down fine you're an intelligent and educated and, and 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 honestly mechanically skilled person Stop trying to do everything with a pair of vice grips and a rounded off uh, flat tip <laughs> screwdriver. You have good tools. I, you know what? I had a, a a yard full of drunken friends like a hundred feet away that I could have gone and asked, and I didn't. I was like, ah, they're busy drinking. Does your push mo- this. Yeah. Does your <laughs> riding tractor work? Oh, I could have done that. That you would have been pushed yeah, it with the riding that, tractor. Actually, that was actually just on Why Facebook. Why did I on ask you people Facebook. this like a week ago? Well, anyway, you're you're you so used us. to doing everything the hard way because you've been doing it the hard way for so long. It, it wasn't you, that you've got to get used to like being competent. I, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why start competent. now? Why start now? <laughs> you don't understand. It's like it's like ease of tool because, like I said, the come along. I would have had to go look for it. It was on. It was a box. It was buried away. A oh, tractor, have you seen his garage? Lately? Yeah, the lawn tractor oh. would have taken disassembling the fencing that is keeping the dogs oh, together. Right. So that's I've like seen that. that's 37 pallets right. and bungee and, uh, cords. And bungee cords. Yeah. Yeah. So 
It, you know what? You're full of jink. So this I is know. this is classified <laughs> under general Wakeman problems. General, general Wakeman, general Wakeman, general Wakeman problems, problems, which yes. needs to be added to the uh, bingo, uh, bingo card. Yes. Yes. On it. I like okay. that. So but again, uh, but again, Jeff, it's not like it's, it's you, you. You act like you're me. You know, you just need to stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it worked fine. It was just it just tore up my hand. No, it didn't work fine. It was. You blistered your hands. The car still doesn't run. You had to charge the battery. And it's all because. Well, no, but I wasn't gas. waiting for the battery to charge. I just all right. cranked it in there and charged. <laughs> anyway, okay. Okay. what else you, yeah, did you, you do? One line so far. Come on. Anyway, I flipped. I took the snow tires off the daily driver. Yay! That's awesome. The summer tires, it's like getting a new suspension. I hear you. Uh, Jim got brand new tires for his Lexus. Did the tire rack recommended installer install them correctly? No. No. They did not. Yep. So they are sitting in the back of the lesbian lorry waiting for him to take it back to to the uh, P-Boys. The yeah. triplets of automotive repair. <laughs> that, there was your first mistake in thinking they would do it correctly. Recommended tire rack yeah. install. You know how you get on that you list? You know better. You have certain equipment. If you have certain equipment, you no, get on the list. That's all. It's they, they've fun. done all of our race tires. They actually do a pretty good job at my local P-Boys. But right. the, he has a point where he says, hey, jerk off, see where it says outside? That goes on the outside. See where it says inside? That goes on the inside. You know, it took me over... I think two years of ownership of my Mercedes to notice that one of my front Michelin Pilot Sport 3s was mounted inside out. <laughs> well, these are actually Michelin Pilot Sports also. Yeah. Uh, so I told them, I was like, look, they're they're not really directional. They're just kind of like the inside think, versus the outside. I think you should get a switch because different. the fronts are making a ton of noise on my car now. I think it's because they're running the wrong way. Well, he's mm. going to get them switched. I just yeah. was like... Put them on. Stop running your snows. Right. And then drive it in and be like, hey, flip them. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, whatever. So I took the day off today to work on the RV and the insurance claim. I got an oil change in the daily and I got a watch repaired. Woo-woo. That's it. Woo. That's a lot. Yeah. It is. It's a pretty good Great. day off for Jeff. It was. And I spent is- like hours with the wife. I haven't seen what? her in weeks. So That's weird. How's your lawn? Long. What? Okay, cool. No longer than anybody else in the neighborhood. It rained like <laughs> Chrissy! That doesn't mean much. Yes, so before the weekend, I also changed my snows over what? on what? Thursday. I know, it was so nice. We uh, rolled them out of the shed in the backyard, and I put them on and did a quick look around, and I think hopefully things are okay. Um, oh, my Mazda is up for a uh, power steering recall, which I need to get yeah, Ooh. just uh, I don't know if it's. It'll be years, fun but... to bring it in for the recall with two hundred and thirty thousand miles and a different engine and transmission. So. Does it have the same power steering pump? It does. Yes, okay. same same thing. And we've had one problem with it many years ago, and it was, and then it went away, and so we never had a problem with it again. But that's okay. I don't want to mess with that because not having power steering. Well, and, uh, so anyway, it's like, like a good filter. Is if the mechanic goes. Like after they do the recall, the mechanic's like, I uh, I totally need to road test this one uh, yeah. you know, to make sure make sure there's no, you're like, okay, that's a good mechanic, but I'm not letting you take my car for more than ten minutes because it's going to come back with bald tires. But I trust you. Cause you oh, and I what they're already on their way to bald. These tires aren't going to make it through <laughs> the whole year. So uh, anyway, so okay, and then uh, we had uh, yes, and I agree with the having the 18s on it 
and not no snows. It's like having a suspension. Everything is, I can go around corners faster and oh, it's just, it's wonderful. It's so smoother, it's quieter. Everything it is, is quieter. Better. Yeah. Oh, I mean, snows are great for what they are, but having my old wheels on are fantastic. So, uh, mm-hmm. now on to the fun. So we had a Matora Stewart wedding. It was a pretty fabulous event. We had a few hiccups with the venue, but other than that, it was awesome. Um, so that was fun. And that was Saturday. And then we had a bunch of parties on Sunday. We had all kinds of, uh, family that was supposed to come over, uh, family friends that came over. Uh, we thought it might be get very big, but fortunately it was stayed small. Uh, we had taco time. It was awesome. And, uh, we ended the night with a viewing of solo, which was good. The movie oh, solo, the star Wars nice. movie. The movie, star Wars movie solo. Yes. Just check it. Yep. Uh, thank you for clarifying because it was a Star Wars weekend. So the party was Star Wars themed. So it was a solo weekend. It was awesome. And then, uh, now I have been prepping for two week, two events that I have on Saturday. I'm, I'm actually double booked, which is always a great time. I have a Girl Scout event in the morning and then I have a, our duck race for the library, a fundraiser for the library. And that goes all afternoon. And then, oh, and then we have, um, Mother's Day and then I can relax maybe. Getting closer. That's what I'm up to. All kinds of stuff. Uh, Chris, why don't you tell us what? Oh, I, it's so funny when we're to, when you're right after me. Chris, tell me what you're up to. <laughs> like I don't well, already know. Wife. Uh, I <laughs> also went to Woman. a wedding. Right. I also went to the same wedding. I was. Uh, I just work here for that wedding. That was what I did. <laughs> so did that. That was great. And then the next day, also, I just work here. I. Made a lot of food for a lot of people, but it was very tasty food. That was good. It was good. It was good. Also, earlier in the week, got the faulty ECU for the Honda unlocked from the software necessary and mailed that along with the $25 replacement to with uh, to, to the tuner so we can get that swapped and working and sent back to me. Uh, yesterday, changed the oil in the Suburban. I have no idea how long it's been, but the oil life monitor said 20% left. And I said, that seems about right. Let's change that up. I'm trying a new oil this time. Trying Shell Rotella gas truck. So I'm sure it's some just marketing move from them, but it's Rotella gas truck instead of diesel, whatever. But it comes in the right viscosity. All those Rotella T5, these race car people, and they don't have that many diesels. Yeah. So anyway, Rotella gas truck. Trying it, see how it is. I've been happy with the Pennzoil Platinum and running for a long time in it, but let's try it. How bad can it be? I also replaced a right rear door uh, lock power mechanism because that hadn't worked and that was annoying when it just didn't, you know, lock and unlock. Um, and tried to fix the parking brake that it comes separated because that two, that little like two cent piece of GM stamp steel that holds the two parking brakes together under the car that broke. And so I tried to weld it back together and that didn't work and just blew like, through Like the it. thing that like wise the cable? No, up Ooh. further, it's like a little cylinder that you put the two cable ends in oh, and yeah, it yeah, slides yeah. together, right? Mm-hmm. So that thing is broken in a couple spots, so I didn't have a parking brake, so I tried to weld it back together. That didn't work, so I just need to go to like the Napa and buy the you know, 89 cent piece and I can have a parking brake again, so that'd be nice. Um, sure. Did a little bit of wiring cleanup on the Honda and just kind of re- reorganizing my brain on what still needs to be done and putting it all on the whiteboard and getting that set up. And ordered a new computer for Chrissy and... We're also going to oh, use thank that. God. I know. Yep. I know. <laughs> and we're also going to use that for ECU tuning because it's the only PC we're going to have. It's supposed to the 
really, really ancient Dell that uh, barely yeah. fired up to do it last time. So it'd be better to have something good to do that with. And that's it. Mental. Cool. What's happening down in the south there? So I'm still kind of like working on stuff. I talked last week about our woes with regards to our house. And as of yesterday, I'd say before lunchtime, there's a brand new roof on my house. It looks Woo-hoo. fantastic. Got everything cleaned up, and not that anyone cares, but I know occasionally the cross-threaded broadcast and some other folks from down the south listen to this show. So if you are looking for a solid, fast roofing crew, catastrophe roofing here in Georgia, can't say enough good things about them. They were awesome. Do they do RV roofs? They they, they might, but it's going to be wood and shingles, and I don't know. It's going to be super heavy. Well, it was actually because the, the guy's he's about 10 years younger than me and he's like ah oh, yeah i've been thinking about motorcycles and that kind of stuff so i ended up talking about racing that sort of thing so yeah you know so yeah you'd probably be interested in trying to do a uh, rv roof i've got a drive strong event probably my last drive strong event for quite some time this saturday working with the teenagers at atlanta motorsports park i replaced the blown shock on my vfr so it is now fully functional and i've got the luggage back on it in fact i'm taking it uh, home tonight and the driver's side front tire on the Suburban was getting a little low. We kept getting the check air pressures. So today I took it up to Discount Tire, uh, who has provided all three sets of Michelins that that car has had. And they pulled the nail out of it, rotated, balanced all, all the tires, because in just, what, a week? This week, week and a half. Be, week and a half. The Suburban won't be ours anymore. Well, I tear up a little bit to think about it, because I put damn near 100,000 miles on that truck. Uh, I know that it's going to a, a wonderful home. You have? No, no. I think Vicky has put quite a lot of those on there. Vicky, Vicky put – Vicky doesn't drive much, man. Vicky put maybe 20,000 of those. I think the right. great majority of those came from me because that was my DD forever. That's true. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, so who is buying this? My parents. Chrissy's mom. <laughs> what the hell do they need with a giant white suburban? They want a beach truck. <laughs> they want they want a, a spot in Jersey, uh, Long Beach Island State Park, where if you get a fishing permit, mm-hmm. you can drive on the beach. And they like to go to the beach and also like to not be surrounded by swarms of people. Those two things are very hard to do in New Jersey. So if they... Get the fishing permit, and they Unless have a the fishing Unless you're the governor, you shut down the whole beach. Right? Yes, yes right. totally. <laughs> and this beach is actually down. down the down the island from that, like like quite close to that. It's on the same same island park. Anyway, so they're going to get a couple of fishing rods and a fishing license, and they needed a truck to drive on the beach. And so we tried to find them something inexpensive and four wheel drive. And well, wouldn't you know it? Mental happened to be selling that, and it's from the south, and it's pretty rust free, and it can be fixed pretty easily because it's a Chevy. So. I guess I'm flying down, and, down that and thing. We home. might know a thing or two about fixing those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I'm going to apologize already for everything that's wrong with it because you know it's my truck. <laughs> but it's it's friend janky. I would rather have a friend telling me like <laughs> friend janky. Right. It's all true. Right. It's Here's so all true. the things that are broken. Okay, as opposed to you to buy from someone else, you're trying to like find like what else is broken. Although with metal, I might find something else. I'm like, oh, sure yeah, that's, you that's, will. That's, Likely, I'm sure. Kind of expecting yeah, the, that. The text that shows on my phone, mental, what the hell happened? And then a picture of one of my janky duct tape repairs. Oh, 
totally forgot about that. That was supposed That's, to be temporary, but it worked, so I forgot. Yeah. You That's might right. be a redneck if you have to give more than Actually, six instructions when someone <laughs> borrows your car. But, Jeff, that's kind of SOP oh, for you. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's so, I've got a little work to do. very unjanky at the moment. Knock on wood. I, that, it's all, it's all relative. It's you might. Relative. Right, it is. Like, true. What, didn't we just talk about your fence and how much janky that, is Oh, that's janky. Fence? My vehicle's <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, you just said I it's, don't have that much janky. You're right. Alice you're right. and you, you can't. Uh, it's you relative. Can't, it's relative well, because his truck just stops and his truck starts statement. and there's not a lot of rust and he's got floor mats now. This well, can't, can't be the beat up blank statement. No, no. It can't be the beat up Oh, it can. We love That's our fun. Jeff. So Everyone once the gets, gets back, I'm trying to get back it, in track here. Instead of talking <laughs> about how janky I am, which everybody knows, let's talk about things that people might not know. News and notes. Okay. Later on in my What You're Working On, we're going to have the updates to the beach truck that I sure. don't have time to yeah. work on. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, can uh, I ask a question uh, before we do this? Sure. Uh, should we talk about the Citroën paperwork? Is that yeah. news and notes, Mental. or is that what you're working on? How is the Citroen paperwork? The Citroen paperwork is, and I say this is a good story. So I, I called my insurance company to add the Citroen to my insurance. The Citroen only has an eight-digit VIN, yes, which when I, when I tried to do it online, immediately, the just, nope, It's like you're wrong. I'm sorry, Dave. I can't let you do that, and I had to call. <laughs> so I, I call. And I'm sure he's a wonderful, hardworking man with a bright career ahead of him. But I called some 20-something millennial. And I said, this is the uh, – it's not even eight – yeah, it is. It's barely – it is. It's eight digits. Eight-digit VIN for the Citroen. And I actually looked it up to make sure that I wasn't doing something wrong. And with that eight-digit VIN, I know everything there is to know about the Citroen. I know where it was built and what month it was built and what year it was built. Oh, yeah. But I called the guy and I said, uh, yes, so this is my serial. This is the, the VIN number. Hey, lovely and talented Jen. And you're bringing Say Jeff Green Jeff. stuff. Jeff wow. got to How did the, Oh, he is so lucky. Seriously. I am. Hold on a second. You you better we, we kiss that woman going, and but... tell her you tell her how awesome she is. Okay. Okay. So keep going. Anyway. I'm listening. So okay, I, I, I gave him the I gave him the serial number and he goes, Oh, okay, well what kind of car is it? And I said, It's a Citroen. And I can hear the silence on the other end and I and I, I never spoke. heard of that. Is that that's like a, a Citroen? That's some kind of Pontiac. <laughs> So I I spell it and he goes he goes oh okay that's great is that an American car no no it is no. it's 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 a French car okay great where was it made 1973 all right excellent does it have a theft recovery system <laughs> yes it does it has and a I, I thought it shifter well there is a marital aid on the shifter but I let it go I said no, no but you it can't doesn't. tell if it's in drive. <laughs> Sometimes it drives away by itself. And he says, he says, okay, does it have airbags? No, it doesn't. I don't know. Practically. Now they're they're hydraulic spheres. Exactly what he's talking about. So this is troubling to me. So you guys are going to have to buy me like a six-pack of beer because having that vehicle on my insurance made my six-month premium go up almost $40. What? (laughs) 
I'm like, I am not I'm sorry. Like, I'll get back when I turn around and sell it back to you, so it doesn't matter. But then they're like, "Oh, it's a 1973. Are you interested in collector? No, no, I am absolutely <laughs> not interested yes, in I collector am. car insurance for this mm-hmm. particular vehicle. No, just." Put it on insurance and make sure it goes in the Georgia database so I can register the stupid thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the story. I know it, I, Jeff wanted to move on, but I wanted to. We haven't no, told no. Oh, that's actually, actually that's actual that's true. A good story. And once it's yes. registered, that's all that Georgia does. They don't title those things. So yeah. then I'm going to buy a Citroen from Mental. It's going to be great. And then I can title <laughs> in Pennsylvania. And your, and your insurance company, does it, does it have airbags? Does, no. does, I'm not going to insure it. Because in Pennsylvania, <laughs> I can just title it and not register it. And ah, be good. okay, fair. All right, cool. Okay, actually, nice. Hey, thanks right, for the update. Right. News and notes. News and notes time. I'm going to go because we're talking about a lot of stuff. All right, so American Endurance Racing, also known as AER, has been having lots of discussion in their social media about why more people don't do AER racing. And the resounding answer was the classing. Basically, there a lot answer. of people chimed okay. in on different things. So they gave uh, earlier in the week they had actually given a peek behind the curtain where they gave the mathematical concept behind the classing, and they gave a big old chart and they showed uh, like color coded chart to see how they do their classing and what they would do when oh somebody's got a can. Uh, what they would do and how they would bump somebody up and how it's not really possible to sandbag, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. And uh, people are still chiming in. Yeah, it's the classing. No one mentioned we don't care. it's the speed differential or the douchebag quotient. Speed differential quotient came up. Or... Douchebag quotient didn't really come up as no, much as speed differential. When most of them classing. are in the numerator, they don't understand the quote. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, this is a lot of people who have never run AER, okay. so it became, I don't have the money to run with Ferraris, and they said, well, you don't. Class, you know, whatever is nice and slow, and they're like, well, I don't want to be in a slow class. I want to be in a class class, and so it all came back to the classing. The speed differential came back to the classing. The, they can't build for a class, came back to a classing, and more importantly, what they said was, if I drive my Miata great and somebody drives their Mustang terribly and we're in the same class, how is that a test of my driving ability? Not a bad argument. Hmm. It, Go ahead, it's, it, But it's, it's, this is the same crap from anyone that has never run a lemons race that goes yeah that is not a 500 dollar car and they've never run aer and they're like no how can i out drive my out drive a mustang if i drive my me i've out, out driven mustangs in a miata in aer just shut up and go racing yeah yeah you know, i mean it was a lot win, of mine. you even if you win you get a trophy you even if you they, don't, they don't you get a trophy win. they give trophies to everybody <laughs> uh I, I, you know hey yeah but it's 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 the thing is it's Okay, no wow. one who listens to this show or well, and actually people who listen to the show already get this, but people that get on these internet groups, look, if, if you're 20 years old and you don't have a racing contract, it's not happening. You're it's you're not getting one. Sorry. Sucks to be you, but if you Wait, want a national why? party champion when you were nine years old, and, and so they the all start off with this, oh, but it's, 
Cats. They're right there. They're right there. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, but no, it's not fair. It's not fair. No, it, but these same idiots will go play church basketball, and then they'll spend the same amount of money traveling in a, a volleyball league or something like that for uh, a sport that they're not going to do professionally, but then they whine about something that they've never tried. If you're whining about AER Classic, just go race an AER race. Don't And don't bring your own car. If you've got a limits car, don't bring a limits car. Go with AutoWorks or, or, or Matt Conley, for that matter, just one of the teams that we know, and buy a seat. And, yeah, it's going to cost you a little bit more. And I, and I know that you guys have all tried AER, and it wasn't necessarily your cup of tea, but you tried it. And I happen to like AER. But people that don't do this, that start whining about it, I get mad when they do it at Champ. I get mad when they do it at Lemons. I get mad when they're doing it with AER. It's just, just no one who does it whines about this crap. Yeah, yeah, or at no, least totally. they do it in person. Um, I don't remember who it was. I can't remember if it was Matt Connolly or um, one of the other guys said that they – that they actually do surveys. They actually have a lot of technology and they do a lot of surveys. And like 97% of the people after the last three races said that they were classed correctly. And then one of the AER regulars said, but the question should have been, do I think every car was classed correctly? And it was an interesting discussion. If you have your Facebooks, go on their Facebook, check it out. But I'm going to be honest with you. Metal's right. Go race AER. Don't let anything like your 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 mind tell you that you're not going to be competitive or whatever, because you're probably not going to be competitive no matter where you go. Just get out there and race, idiots. That's all I got to say. And, and, and yeah, I guess. how did we just break Chrissy? What? <laughs> Wait, I got that on my bingo card. Somebody, <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. I'm reading the article for the next story. I know. Let's just get to the more interesting story. Yes, this is break break you worthy. The article is so funny. I tried to watch this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't watch it. All right. Well, in Florida news. Florida woman pulls alligator from yoga pants during traffic stop. <laughs> okay, did you read it? Yeah. Okay, so no, I, want, I, I got it up now. To, <laughs> it's so I'll read, I read the art of why I'm thinking. Why Hit the I'm highlights. Okay, so yes. so this happens. Uh, they get pulled. This uh, people get pulled over in a pickup around 3:15 a.m. Monday. So this is already just starting out to be good. Pickup driver fails to stop. Um, and he just keeps going. So it's a 22 year old man's driving. He has female, he and his female passenger come up underpass. They're trying to collect frogs and snakes. That's not what they picked up to bring home though. So then they, the deputy says, uh, what's, what, what do you have? What kind of wildlife do you have? And so well, then they Florida, found they even ask that question. One true what Florida woman. Oh, because there are certain too. turtles you can take and turtles right. you can't take. <laughs> so this is she opened a backpack and the floorboard and it had 43, 42 three striped mud turtles and one, one soft shell turtle turtle. And they asked if they're going to do anything else that you should know about. So then the passenger pulls a foot long American alligator out of her yoga pants. And this is what broke me. Well, this is definitely not something you should do. The logic of storing an alligator in stretchy pants almost checks out. If you ignore the whole Mr. Chompy wriggling down your private part. <laughs> 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 Mr. Chompy, uh, yeah. 
is given to given to tourists usually have a rubber band around their jaws and so no one loses a finger. Yoga pants are stretchy, and a cute little baby alligator won't quite have the jaw strength to of a full grown one. Maybe these pants were a clever way uh, to store the alligator and provide stretchy resistance up against the gator's mouth. Okay, so it was. Uh, I was looking for like a picture or something, and no, I started there was no reading pictures. the paragraph, and I was like, okay, so, so we I got to yes. we got to ask Check Donnie. That was he... written by our favorite puffle up lover. Yeah. Oh. And we got to ask Donnie what he did with all those turtles next time we see him. So. <laughs> oh right. my god. Okay. Uh, Sorry about I, that. We should mention that that uh, was, was uh, hilarious. The, the the story from the drive had some sort of reenactment video. I didn't get to click it. But... Oh. Yes, really? so check oh, that out. Can only go well. Good. Link will be in the show notes. Oh, so Chrissy, funny. do you have a real story for us? I sure, I sure do. This is actually about racing, unlike Mr. Chompy in your yoga pants. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we talked about Catherine Legay and her efforts uh, with the IMSA GT3 NSX at Daytona. She's back at last back at it last weekend in mid-Ohio. Co-driver Christina Nielsen. They qualified 35th. Fought to 28th overall and a 57 Meyer Shank uh, NSX. They were two laps out of the pa- class podium. It sounds like that, that was not uh, very, um, their podium, I guess, must have been pretty low. Uh, those rankings don't sound very good. But uh, we like her and her Honda and we'll be rooting for them all season. So we'll be talking about women in motorsports as all of these things get set up and uh, hopefully everything is going to go well for them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we do. We like that team. I, I want to see that team do well. I like ladies in motorsports, so there's that. And, and well, I particularly and, and I like that one because she's really good. Okay. Now, in Porsche news, because I'm legally obligated to report on Porsche stuff, uh, Porsche has to pay a six hundred million dollar fine for their diesel cheating, their part in the Volkswagen Dieselgate scandal. The now U.S. owners can get a piece of this if they can get repairs and they can file for a cash settlement until the end of 2019. And this is all according to an article with Car and Driver, which we'll also have linked in our show notes. And here's my thing. If you've got a Porsche Cayenne diesel and you're angry because it's polluting, get a hold of us. Get a hold of us at any one of our social medias because uh, we'll, me, we'll buy it off you. Absolutely. Every, every gearhead I know wants a Porsche Cayenne diesel really bad. So if you're upset, about well, if you're upset about your Porsche diesel, you're not listening to the show. But hey, you know what? Yeah, we all preferably if it's brown because I can mark it up and sell it to a certain uh, Mr. Choppy article writing uh, puffle up lover that we know. Uh, we will keep all the brown ones for ourselves, Mike. Absolutely. Now, and, and just more news. I just threw this in there real quick. We called this a year and a half ago. When we had Brian Medford on the show to talk about the 2018 cars. But according to a Jalopnik article, also which will be linked in our show notes, along with all this other news and notes, Kia can't sell Kia Stingers, which is a great car by all accounts because, well, Kia dealerships, they're just having a, they're having trouble. So they're offering all kinds of discounts and finance incentives, and they're basically giving them away. Yeah. Yeah, so, I saw that. It was multi-thousand-dollar discounts before you walk in, multi-thousand exactly. if you have a Kia, multi-thousand if you have a heartbeat, multi-thousand <laughs> if you say the magic word, please. And all those and go away the moment you walk in. Is, is wild. <laughs> yes. The moment all of the reason with all of that happening, if they're discounting the new ones that much, that means the used ones, as as Brian Medford said, those things are depreciating like a tuna fish sandwich on a hot July day. Mm -hmm. There it is. 
to make them three pedal and I might own one, but they don't. So yeah. I don't. Upcoming races, AER and JMP Mental. What do you know? 42 cars, 22 BMWs. Boring. Boring. Three Miatas, two Hondas, three P cars, and the Keystone Cops, along with the Krabby Crowd. So good on you. But there's nothing new there. We know all of those teams. You know who's going to do well. But uh, we're going to be rooting for the Krabby, uh, the Krabby Crowd, and we're going to be rooting for the Keystone Cops. Uh, but, go for which it. Which track? Anyone not in a BMW? I'm sorry, NJMP. So yeah, yeah. Which, which track? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. crap. You know what? Dong I, or not dong? Oh, man. It's that'll it teach really me to be unprepared. Yeah. Hold on, I, I'm going. You read the next one while I figure it out. Really sure. Matter. Well, or I will. Hey, World Racing League is at Daytona this weekend. They've got 40 cars, 16 BMW, so a much better BMW Still to more. other car ratio <laughs> than a mm-hmm. ER. 13 Miatas, two Hondas, two Porsches, and a Lotus Elise. Interesting. Ooh. Some teams we know a bit. Uh, Poisson Hall, Casey Carden with both his Miatas, no Cayman. Noesis has seen the podium often as well. Good luck to all those folks out there. There, uh, AR is running Thunderbolt. Sorry. Yeah. I, okay. I was just right. going to tell you that. Non-dong. Okay. Got it. Uh, got it. Yes. Okay. So, uh, in norm, non-normal, I guess it is kind of, uh, endurance because it takes a freaking long time. One lap is going on <laughs> right now. So there is plenty, plenty of carnage from the reports. Uh, we are not there, but our friend Seth is, is there. He's been there, oh, every, uh, every year, every other year with last few years he's been of, there. Yeah. Um, and he's running with all remaining cars in his 03 Accord. So that means that at the end, if you don't remember what that means. The Dodge Dodge made it to Durango Pursuit with an 800 horsepower Demon Red Eye motor, and they Ooh. are pulling a cam- camper behind it. That's cool. Uh, that by is Road actually America, wicked cool. Attrition uh, was by 5% of the field, which seems like a lot, especially compared to the year that we went. And that's like day uh, three. So they're, they're really yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was we yeah, last yesterday. They were at Brainer today. Yeah. Uh, Mir today. Mir yesterday. Anyway, uh, Flying Pig GTR, which is past winner, lost cylinder number one and swapped it to the Big Bad Wolf. But they are out of overall contention due to the car car change. Robert and Chris said that they drove straight through back to PA to get to get the Big Bad Wolf S2000. Not sure the logistics, but considering the car's fuel system is unchanged from last year, they still had to stop every 50 miles or so to fill the tank. Uh, terrible. That, that, that's, it is terrible. They did mention that's a long trip. Um, mentioned that the pro solo alignment from a couple of weeks ago that made it a bit darty going through the construction zones in the yeah, middle of the night. That. So that mm-hmm. just helped help them keep them awake. Yep. Hey, that's hardcore. Good for them, though. Um, uh, Jenna and her dad, Jack, they've uh, Volkswagen runners on this thing for a long time. They burned through two valve covers on their GTI in a couple of days. Something's wrong with the tune there, I guess. And, and how, that how do you the, burn through a valve yeah, cover? Yeah, something is going on there. It's a plastic uh, valve there, cover that they have on those. Sealing. Oh, okay. It's, it's a Volkswagen. Valve cover. Yeah. So, so uh-huh, because it, it boost that happen because they're 11, running a bunch of boost. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's what I was asking. Yeah, so they're running so, boost. It, it just wasn't working. Whatever they were doing, it wasn't getting fixed with what they tried. So they got a ride with Brock in the minivan, which back to the host hotel, which was kind of sort of on the way because this route kind of went out and back and then out again. And they got their truck and trailer and towed back home. The Booth Motors GTR went into the wall and is quote borked badly. 
They got it in a limp home running, kind of nothing more. The whole front clip is destroyed. They knackered the driver's side of the car. Uh, it's a BMW oh. M2, pancake suspension bits, and a brush with the wall. The side airbags deployed. Uh, oh. they, they're out. Yep. Uh, I was a Corvette this morning, got a DNF, <clears throat> returned actually after hitting, you know, there's, I saw that the whole quarter and, and right rear side of that thing was done. No, but they keep driving it. They got it. They got it straightened out enough to keep driving, even though the body's bent. And then they left on their way to Minnesota after Road, Road America, which is us. This is where all most of these updates are from Road after Road America. Um, so Road America. All these crashes happen at Road America, or or before even, or before. Okay. Yeah, Road America is a long, fast course, and they were doing it in the wet. Mm-hmm. So hey, there you Ooh, go. Yeah, oh okay. shoot! Uh, and it's an old oh, track the- too, so the pavement's not in great yeah. shape. At the very end of the long straight, it's um, there's a brick wall or a, a wall not too far from there. The yeah. runoff didn't seem very good, and it was yeah. very well weathered. We we did it in the dry, so it wasn't yeah. so bad. Uh, Andy Hollis has a very Yay. large lead in his McLaren this year. Apparently, if he just tops five the next couple of days, he should be able to lock up the overall win. Something that has eluded him so far. Yeah, mental. How, where, where, when did Andy move up from a really well-done CRX to a McLaren? Uh, last, what, is, what is he doing? He's, and are done, they he's done a couple of McLarens. Last couple of years, he has had one McLaren or the other. Last year, he had a uh, 620, I think. The year before that, he had an MP412C or whatever terrible name McLaren gives their cars. So, yeah, Andy's do, doing do, well. Do, he's got a bunch of McLarens. Well, and, and these, he's got the talent to drive them, so oh, good. Yeah, well, yeah but does McLaren have the ability to finish a cross-country drive and track event like this? Uh, he's made it so far, though he does have a sticker on the back of his McLaren with a check engine light that says, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. So that tells you something. But, you know, they are I, just incredibly fast, and he is an amazing and he's, driver. And he's done it with in the car. Like, he doesn't, they don't, he doesn't have a support vehicle or anything. No. Yeah, he and his wife drive the McLaren. Just They just drive it. Yeah. Yep. And All his right. Wife, his wife's a doctor, or like a professor of something. Uh, I don't know. She's very yeah. nice. I know what she looks They're like. both very nice, actually. When we yes. Them, so. mm. uh-huh. Also, we had Champ Car. Who's got that? Uh, oh, sorry. Metzl does. Metzl's <coughs> sipping a beverage. Hey, I'm, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm napping on the job. So this past weekend, Bill Strong and his crew from Champ Car was at Thunderhill. They had 12. Count them 12 cars. <laughs> It's like a it's like a small HPDE run group. It is. Like, they'd it's be like disappointed they didn't get HPDE two with enough people in it. <laughs> That's only HPDE two. You, you know what? This is like maybe someone should post on AER still doing better than Champ. Well, it, it, it's Champ on in the, the West. West. Coast. Yeah, yeah. And it's, they, it's all that. Uh, it's all the the clown who shall not be named that just gave that whole organization a bad name out there. Uh, but yeah, five BMWs, which accounts for boring. almost you know, almost a half the field, and half that field is boring. The other half is Miatas, and then there's a Honda and a RX-7. So Saturday, a Porsche Defector's top silver was a few good cylinders in their Miata. And third was Mr. Angry Motorsports, also in the Miata. And then Sunday, Porsche Defector's again took it, blown my wad in a boring E30 and Roto Plucker Racing in that one RX-7. All right. Wow. Well. Okay. Well, do you know what's coming up this weekend? Uh, Josh is playing with his band at Super Saturday, Washington Township Park. That sounds like so much fun. It's also Mother's Day. I hope you remember this. Okay, this is not the first time that you were getting this notice. No. Um, All right, now everybody has to think. Did you get something for your mother or mother figure or whatever you have? Okay. Wife, Uh, yes, mother, no. 
Well, and the next question, do you get something for your wife who might be mother, might not be just because maybe that's important. So here's an idea. Get them an extreme experience. They have a bunch of locations that are coming up near us, or maybe it'd be more fun to take mom somewhere else, somewhere different. They are going to be in Miami, New Hampshire, May 31st to June 1st, and Pittsburgh and Pocono, June 7th to 9th. And some of these are listed as our favorite tracks. So if you go to xxspeed.com, type in the code MOM, and you'll get a better discount than we usually give. 30% off this time. No kidding. If you go to the website, yeah, really, I was on their website. This is crazy. So don't go, if you give everyone racers, thank you, but do type in MOM instead because you'll get 30% off this time. If you go to their website, you can also see their current fleet, which was pretty awesome. I thought maybe you print it out, give it to mom. She can pick out what she wants to drive. So uh, if my mom doesn't, d- didn't listen to the show, I might actually do this, but that would ruin the surprise. So do it for your mom. And as we've said before, the best gifts are the are experiences. So do it. Ooh, there we nice go. Tie-up. Did you well say done. hi to your mother while you're there? No, no, no. I, no, no, no. I say hi to my mother all the time. <laughs> Well, somebody has to say hi to her now. Exactly, that's all but I'm now saying. But now it feels weird because you're already do you know, talking do you about know, it. Do you know who would never put an alligator in her yoga pants? Because <laughs> <laughs> she's smart. And, and honestly, <laughs> and, and under saying, some bizarro universe what she does, that would probably be the happiest alligator ever because he'd be like, am I going to get cookies? Chrissy. Right. Hi, that's, Chrissy. That's how you know the alligator's safe, too busy eating cookies. time i posted a picture on saturday when i was working of the lovely tr7 and i said hey everybody what you working on we got lots of feedback lots of feedback came on donnie dr donnie said i'm finally relaxing from the 24-hour race at cmp the florida man rally and you know how at a figure eight school bus race. Yes, he dope. did all three events like in a two week period. And he says, I realize that this, this does not help my claim of not being a Florida man. <laughs> John C. Something okay. else up on Twitter that said, and it was uh, posting about uh, states that require front plates versus states that don't require front plates. And he said, seriously, when's the last time you heard of a North Dakota man doing anything interesting? So. <laughs> I guess. John well, there's 12 of them, on... so that's the problem. <laughs> yes, and they all drive supercars. I don't understand that. That's John Montana. CC... Oh, I thought he said Montana. Sorry. John CC said he's putting in hood vents. I said, I love hood vents. John Artman said he had a hangover. He says, maybe I'm going to start to pull the motor now that the hail has stopped in Florida. And it looked like a cloud car, like a Stratus or a Sirius or whatever. And I thought you just threw them out when they needed like a major part changed. Yeah, like, pretty much. Anything bigger than it's an how, alternator, you just threw yeah. the whole car out. And that's how John gets them, because he uses them as spares for his neon. Oh. Uh, uh, got right. it. Alright, good job, Marvin. And Denise says he's doing autocross things at Daytona. Had a bit of a camp sensor issue, but fixed that. Nice job. Sean is reinstalling the transmission and torque tube in their 944. That's a pain in the ass. Sorry, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the original wart burglar, Aaron, said, I'm a mechanic again. What am I not working on is the real question. And sent us a picture of an Audi on a lift. Well, oh. make- and then people were like, oh, that's a nice car. It looks clean. That's a nice clean Audi. It's still made by Volkswagen. It's yeah. still a piece of crap. Hey, the only, he's, Aaron, yeah, he's still got sure. a patent looking engine out to change out a sensor on the rear of the 
engine. I'm sure trailer. Aaron is cursing it loudly, but hey, you know what? It's paying for his racing. So hey, there that's you true. Go. Thanks, Audi owners. Tom said he's uh, finally <laughs> finally putting some time into this Italian nightmare and showing. Who, who is this Tom person? Tom L. Well, he goes by one name, like Madonna. Lamina. Right, sorry. Like yeah, Madonna. Yeah, he's got this Alpha 164. He thought it'd be a good idea to restore. I think actually there's sentimental value. I think it was uncle his uncle's car. So uh, and Alpha 164 yeah, are pretty cool. I think he actually cool. knew it was a bad idea when he bought yeah. it. He's like, I do it as a bad idea. <laughs> Those are cool though. I mean, I had a bunch of Saab 9000s, which is a random story. I actually, share uh, the entire platform with the Alpha 164. Yep. You know, who Did knew? Not but know that. they do. Nice. Uh, but they're great cars. The Saab's a little more reliable, but the Alpha sounds also glorious. Uh, yes. Uh, young Chris Egan stripped his brother's motorcycle down to the bare frame to get it powder coated, and he poked at his BMW product a little. And we haven't talked much about his BMW product. We should at some point because he he is he is making the poor choices, and we love him for it. To put the Chrysler 2.2 from the Daytona into an E36. That is, he's just bored. The Saab is so reliable that they run now that, that I mean, it's. Oh, it's not. They didn't run at all at Pitt. They, well, yeah, they, they did. Ex- they, they, they ran Saturday, not Saturday. Sunday. Yeah. Uh, the thing's been great. So no. he's, it, and I love that he's doing this. Well done, Chris. Nice job. That's so, the way uh, to make a BMW not boring. He actually sure. asked if he should put in the 2.2. Like, he was serious. He came up to me. He's like, Jeff, I got a question. What do you think a two? What do you think I should put my Chrysler 2.2 in this? I think it's a 318, like hatchy style. I'm not sure. <laughs> or, sedan. Okay. or or should I put in a Wankel? Oh. And I said, Wankel's there is no there. right choice here. They're both wrong. <laughs> so I have to I have to tell you another story. There's a bit of a side story. Well, we had graduation, graduate school graduation, like master's, doctors on Tuesday, and undergrad is on Friday. And I was there. We're all, you know, trying to get all the people in line, like get in line, get in line, get in line. <clears throat> and one of my coworkers comes up with me and says, "I think we have a friend-in-law." And I'm like, "Huh? Do you know people with the last name Egan?" And I was like, "Only the yeah. yes." So they found. They said I was watching my friend, and some race car stuff popped up, and then you were in the picture. And I was like, oh my God. "Duh, you're always in the I picture." It's like, yes, I know many of the Egans. So Egans out there, oh, I don't know. Yay! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Okay, all right, yes. let's keep going. So uh, Jake McDonald made his Jetta engine uh, bay not look like a. a BP disaster. Next step is the valve cover gasket. You should have done the valve cover gasket before cleaning the oil. That was probably a mistake. Well, you don't want to work in the car totally covered. Yeah, when it's super gross. You do, but we don't. Uh, Okay, (laughs) our our teammate Dave C said he thinks that you should wash the TR for Bruce. Oh, it starts. I'll wash it. Right? Uh, no. Well, then you, have, yeah, no yeah, then you can get it out. <laughs> um, our friend Santiago said he got 14 tires in the back of the Roadmaster. Plenty of tire machine action that's coming a, up that's his a, way. That's impressive. Because I think like the best I ever did in the back of the Suburban was 16. That's uh, a lot. I, 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 we did a lot. It's a Roadmaster. Come on. Yeah. I right. know. That's I, true. Yeah, we did a... We wow. did a pretty good amount then. Anyway. Important to know that uh, Santiago has a tire machine. So let's get over there and start getting our tires mounted there. Instead. He's kind of a long way away. <laughs> it's what? The middle of the country. He's on this side of the 
Mississippi, well, isn't Dave it? Dave C. So, has so a tire machine, too, and we just still don't even go use his. Uh, oh, we were going to tell <laughs> Bill F., which is my next leading to my next one. Bill Fisher has is working on three different cars for two different events, repairing the El Jefe brakes, fixing Miata pulley belt squealing like a pig, and spider stang tie rods, etc., to get it straight and solid. Did anybody spider- see the picture under the spider stang of the tie rod? Yeah, well, I had it in my driveway and trailer. I've seen it plenty, and I'm appalled that they're thinking about getting it back. <laughs> it is never, ever going to be either straight or solid without replacing the entire front clip, and then it still won't be straight or solid. Will it be Rethink better or position, worse though. than the TR? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I don't. So, so it comes down to who's who's more creative of a mechanic, Alan or Bruce? Oh, gosh. oh Bruce I, is not, way creative. Alan Bruce will do like, a better job. I, I, I'm not saying that one is better <laughs> than the other. Well, that's I'm true. Like, no, you're right. Okay, we, we no, 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 no. It, 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 it's it's two really? different flavors. Bruce yeah. is not constrained by normal things like <laughs> physics <laughs> or you shouldn't weld that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Bruce has ever heard you shouldn't weld that. No. Why not? Oh, oh, he's heard it. He's heard it. He just doesn't, just doesn't agree. Care. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Mental, do you want to say your thing? Think. Yes, I'm sorry. So uh, on Twitter, we did get Nick H. You said he's from us. He's still waiting for an official apology for confusing Brett with his brother Aaron. I now have nine fingers for making that mistake once. And yeah, we do it all the time. And probably me worse than any of them is, you know, Aaron, Brett, Aaron. I know one's in California, one's in St. Louis. I know they're both awesome. They're both fantastic people. Uh, and yeah, who, which wh- whose beer did we drink? Yeah, I say me, Matt, uh, at at Pittwork. Yeah, it was Brett. All right, good. All right, so then I, I'm the time I have him right then, because sorry, Brett's the mustached one. That's easy to change. Uh, (laughs) All right, topic time. As if we haven't gone around the block enough, we're going to talk about TSD rally. I'm excited for this. I know nothing, so I'm going to be asking stupid questions the entire time on this, but. Jeff, give us a background. All right. So uh, TSD Rally is an old motorsport, an old motorsport that is not done a lot these days. And if you are old, you might be doing it. And if you are young, you are probably not doing it. And I grew up, it's kind of a dying sport. And I grew up in the back of a TSD Rally car, an SCCA TSD Rally car. And basically TSD stands for time, speed, and distance. And it is a precision driving event done at legal speeds sort of mostly on actual streets without closing things down so it is not a speed competition it is a precision competition and i don't mean precision speed like autocross it's basically imagine a 10 mile distance that you must cover and you must cover it at 30 miles an hour And at the end of that 10-mile distance, I time you as you cross a timing line for an extreme precise measurement of time and an extreme precise measurement of distance. And for every hundredth of a minute that you are early or late, you are penalized a point. So if you are 30 seconds late, you got 50 points. If you are 30 seconds early... 
you got 50 points. If you're a minute early, you got 100 points. So, so it's it like is, golf where I want a, I deliberately want a low score. You yes. want a low score. Zero is a win. So basically what you do is a person like a rally master who is not that different from like a dungeon master. They have to do all the work and all the setup before you get your 10, 20 friends together to do this. They have to go out and precisely measure a course and then write down all the directions and all the instructions and check all of the roads and check every little bit and check everything again and again and again to make sure when you get your 10, 20 friends together in a parking lot on a Sunday morning and hand them their packet, they're actually going to be able to complete the course. Um, there's two kinds of TSD rallies, course and tour. Today, we're really talking about tour. Course is like it's just not enough to be time, speed, and distance. So there's also like logic traps and things. Today, we're really just talking about tour rallying, which is go this route. When I tell you to change your speed, change your speed. When I tell you to pause, you pause. When I tell you to go faster, you go faster. Do everything I tell you like you're my puppet. When you cross this timing line, I'll tell you whether you did it right or not. Hmm. And it is hmm. precise. Uh, there are computers inside the cars. There are checkpoints along the way. Uh, they Sometimes you have to write down your own time. Sometimes you actually like have to have a set of friends sitting in the woods waiting for people to come down with a... With a with a clock and a, and a like an air hose, a pneumatic timing line, so it, it's it's hyper hyper complex, but it's really good fun. It's you can do it in your MG, you can do it in your convertible, you can do it in your minivan with your wife. I didn't mean it that way. You can do the event in the minivan with your wife. You just might hit her in the head with a clipboard because you'll be yelling at each other. Matt, I see you got your hand up already. You said computer. I presume yes. you're not talking about a MacBook. No. Sure. Um, so if you wish to be most precise in these, you usually will have a precise measuring device. These will be measured to the thousandth of a mile and the hundredth of a minute. So, or the thousandth of a minute and the thousandth of a mile, but they'll round off. So it's only hundredth and hundredth. So basically any five or six foot deviation could lose you a point or two. So if you want to be hyper good at this and run with the big dogs, you will have a hall effect sensor on one of your non-driven wheels and it will count off each click as your wheel turns around and feed into like a computer very similar to the kind that they use like on the Targa Newfoundland and some of these other um, speed contests that will give you hyper precise mileages, plug it into a computer that has hyper precise timing and it will do the math for you and tell you whether you're early or late. You don't need all that equipment. What you need is calculator a watch you can set and, and a, a giant, really good attitude a giant brain a giant brain absolutely so it's, so it's a I rolling swear. math quiz what uh yeah. if you choose to do the calculations it's a math quiz okay well we'll get on to that anything else that we didn't I, talk about i was trying to give everybody the basics that was a really good basics oh good 
Yeah. Well, and we, so the the stuff that you explained about course is not what we're talking about, right? We're talking about tour. Tour. And yeah. so are the the what we are doing is doable. It's not the part where you need a all of the different things to change course and all the stuff. We have instructions that we work on, work off of manipulate look at yeah the instructions are not designed to get you lost in a <laughs> no. tour rally unless they are because some unless really, they, really unless complicated they do <laughs> in, in a course rally they are designed to make you go the wrong way um and but in a tour rally well. they are not and if it's done well yeah and and i will tell you that in a in a national level which um you two have only really done local stuff. At a national rally, it will be uh, over 100 miles of rallying, like actual timed rally with 10-plus uh, checkpoints. So it, it, it does get really hyper-complex, and it does get really hyper-competitive. And, you know, lots of speed changes, because you can imagine if you're going down the road and it says, Change your speed 24 to 24 miles an hour at the 25 mile an hour sign. Change your speed to 35 miles an hour at the, you know, big jump sign. Change your speed to this at the, you know, if you're constantly trying to change your speed, it's constantly putting you off time. So all the math gets more complicated and all. So the amount of instructions can mess you up. Hmm. Yep. And and things like, you know, uh you know, like I'll I'll throw some instructions at you so you can understand what you're going to get in front of you. There'll be a piece of paper. It'll say, you know, one zero eurodometer at this part of the parking lot. Exit the parking lot, turn right and proceed at 30 miles an hour. At the next stop sign, turn left. At the next stop sign, turn right. At the next stop sign, go straight through. At the next stop sign, change your speed to this. At the next stop sign, pause 50 seconds. So you're kind of, you don't have a map in front of you. You just have a set of instructions. And sometimes so they never, have little pictures. That sometimes they have little pictures. They, you know, so you're, you're basically never sure whether you're really on course or off course until you hit that timing line and someone says, hey, you found us, but you were early or but you were late. Yeah, but you don't know that at the time and you don't know where the checkpoints are. You're just driving along and all of a sudden, so, checkpoint. So mental so mental can, figure, can understand what we're talking about. That oh. is a qu- quick Google of, of the instruction. And yeah, that I'm is sorry called for a- everybody. That is called a tulip rally. A tulip rally is a little different than a regular tour rally. They're all tour rallies. But oh. instead of worded instructions, they'll have little stick maps that show you what the intersection looks like and how to enter and exit the intersection. And we'll put a copy of there. We'll put a link to one of those in our show notes. Or just Google CSD um, so tulip how, rally yeah. notes and you'll that, see it. Yep, that's what it's how do you, how do you How do you find doubt when you're lost? I mean... This just, when the, this just when sounds the, like an occasion to get up a bunch of people when like driving around. The <laughs> next instruction doesn't show up. When you're looking for the next stop sign that's supposed to be in uh, a half a mile and you were supposed to see the little – it was supposed to be a Y in the road and you were supposed to take the leftmost part of the Y. When that doesn't show up in a half a mile, you've taken a wrong turn. And you know to trace back your steps – and okay. find where you got off. And I hope the law isn't listening, 
Because if you were supposed to be going 30 miles an hour and you were off course for five minutes, how fast do you go to get back on time? Depends on how far you off and if you can take That's time allowances. Right. Yeah. Well, now, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this one, but it sounds like you couldn't do math in the first place, which is how you got lost. And now you're trying to do additional math on top of your already bad math. I, I, I don't want everyone to think that you have to do the math. Because if you're not, if you're in a novice class, or you're just out there having fun, you can just drive the speed it tells you. Oh, uh, we you we pretty much that? we pretty much technically say drive about ten percent over. So if it says drive thirty, drive thirty three. If it says drive forty, drive forty four, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. And that should keep you up on time. That's assuming that you're when you're seeing a stop sign, you're running right up to it, you're braking hard. You're pausing as quickly as possible, looking both ways, and accelerating up to that speed again. If you run approximately 10% over the speed, you'll, you'll do okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit about classes, too. Novice is, I've never done this before, or I do these very rarely. Mm-hmm. Stock is, your car is completely stock. All you oh, have sorry. is novice, your odometer. Well, novice is the same, right? So novice, you've never done them before, but you still have no computer. Correct. You just skip right through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you don't have a computer. You're new at this. Uh, we were novice for a while until we put ourselves in the stock. So, uh, but we were we have no computer using the same using the computer the car the that stock, we have and the a, factory odometer and speedometer and a stopwatch and whatever else you want to have. And then Jeff, t- can you tell us about limited and equipment? Yeah, so limited has the same kind of equipment that you would have in uh, in a car that is like running the. Um, Target Newfoundland. So those of you who are into performance rally, performance rally, basically equipment. So it has a hyper accurate odometer and a hyper accurate clock, but they do not talk to each other. And this also includes a hyper accurate GPS. Okay. That's limited. So it does. You have to do the math yourself. They say hyper accurate because you guys do this stuff up in the Pine Barrens. How, I mean, how good is your reception up there? Uh, you don't need reception because it you works off your your instruction. You have paper instructions. You don't. No, need no. You said hyper accurate GPS. Hyper accurate requires at least three satellites. Sure. Um, he means the, the mileage is based off actually based off the wheel. They have a. It's not required. Oh, to have for, okay. For the, for the really for the really equipped for the cars with the computers and stuff, it's based on the actual wheel you have. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So it's, right. it's a rolling wheel Hall effect sensor. So, and then uh, equipped class basically means you have some sort of means of doing the math in your car. Now, in the 70s, and this has really been going on since the 60s and the 70s, there were things called curtas, which some of you Air Force geeks may know because it's all about doing hyper, like, mechanical computer that you can hold in your hand. If you find somebody really old who does math, they might know this. But then they got these computers that had Hall effect sensors, and now they actually are using GPS-based rally computers. There's a lot of apps out there that they have refined it well enough that if you're getting the GPS signal, you can run it without a wheel sensor. And so, like when Chris actually, and I, I ran do it, know what you're talking in... about. Oh, go ahead, Mental. I'll say I, I actually do want to talk about because what that is is it's not a measurement of your geographic location in reference to a satellite. It's a reference of your geographic location from a point of origin. Yes. And and we actually do still use this because GPS is 
easy to jam. Mm-hmm. So Christy and I were running this. We ran in, in originally novice because we'd never done it before, and then we only did one a year. And then we moved ourselves to stock because we won novice a couple of times. And we just did it with the odometer in the car. At first, we were in the Pine Barrens. So it was off-roading. We did it in the Land Rover and then in the Suburban. And then eventually we used our Mazda. And the Mazda was the best of all of them for one very simple reason. The odometer and speedometer were perfectly accurate. You had zero drift over the course of the whole event. So it was really, it was much easier to follow the instructions when your odometer is actually where it is because it's going to give you, the instructions are going to give you the total mileage from the start and also the delta mileage. So it's how long from the last one. So when you're following those, it made it much easier. When in the Land Rover and the Suburban, of course, they have different size tires than originally and that made it all drift. And that mm-hmm. meant we had to, we had to wild ass guess quite a lot of those things. Like it's around this mileage, we're going to go left. Because yeah, yeah. You know, you, it, it didn't work quite, quite right as we were going. So that made it much I used to do a lot of Because zero. your goal is not speed. Your goal is precision. Exactly. Precision. You yes, want to be, quite. At, at any time, if you were following the instructions carefully, you, the, anyone, you know, if they had the time to sit there and do the math and, and map it out, they could figure out exactly where you should be on the course to the hundredth of a second or thousands of a second, whatever they do, uh, at any given time. And that's the point is you need to be exactly where you're supposed to be. And they'll throw checkpoints in where you have absolutely no idea where they're going to be. And the farther off of your prescribed time, the more points you get and points are bad. So having the super accurate hodometer in the stock 2007 Mazda 3 with the snow tires on it was perfect. So that's that was our ride of choice. Yeah, and I, I've done this a lot in my old uh, 93 all-wheel drive Eagle Talon. And even though the odometer would drift, a lot of it became combating the drift. So knowing that we're slightly high and when a mileage came in that was near zero, simply re-zeroing. So if, mm-hmm. I was, if a turn was at 8.00 miles and I knew I was at like 8.2 because I had that kind of drift, bam, zero it and just subtract eight each time. Mm-hmm. So you can really do this with a stock odometer, a stock car, driving 10% over, having a good time. And I'm going to be honest, the real pull behind a TSD rally is getting out in your car, having a good time in a lower stress environment your friends or wives or husbands <laughs> don't want to go racing with you. And this is a way that you can really enjoy some great country back roads and see things you've never seen before. Uh, my father, who is the rally master for a lot of the rallies here in South Jersey, has done uh, historic tours, uh, has shown the uh, like the tea party tours, meaning like the people who burnt the tea, not the people who tried to elect a new president. Uh, the, tea, <laughs> the tea party tours in Colonial, South Jersey. He's done Colonial House tours. He's done uh, Jersey Devil like historical tours. You know, and and these are kind of the fun things. It's it's a way to get your car out on some back roads you've never seen before, and really have a good time. Or it's a thing you can do with a friend or significant other who you, if you want to test the relationship you have, it's a great way to do that. <laughs> because depending on your level of competitiveness and how you respond to potentially being lost, uh, you're going to find out real quick how that works. So like Chrissy and I yeah. went on this after a couple months together, we said, Hey, this sounds like fun. Let's go do this. 
here we are. Yeah, you had you had moved here in October. Uh, we decided to go on in late November. Yep. And uh, we just uh, we had met Wakeman's not or you in brief um, that summer. So we were like, yeah, we're doing this thing. We're like, okay, we'll try. So um, okay, so do we talk about everything? I was. We want to split it up. I'll talk about being a driver. Oh, go ahead. Yes. Oh, go ahead. No, that was gonna say. Something that I forgot to say right in the beginning is you need a driver uh-huh. and you need a navigator. I forgot yes. that totally in my basic instruction because I know okay. we're getting into what is a driver and what is a navigator. That's... You can't do this alone. Somebody's got to be in the passenger seat reading and you, you and or do doing it. math. You can't do it yeah, alone. No Go ahead. Tell us about it. Okay. So um, I'm the driver purely because I get car sick as soon as I look down. So I cannot be the navigator. Also, my brain is not big enough. Chris has a giant brain, and he's very good at doing quick math all the time. So anyway, so through all of these TSDs, I have been the driver. And we have, uh, as we all said, um, you have to uh, just listen to each other, and that's the biggest thing. Um, and there's also I, – I, so you say this is low stress. Uh, it's and truly – it's because it Chris and I are be low so stress. Compl- it you is choose not. not to be competitive. Shoot, it's Jeff never been right. low stress. Yep. Um, it could be low. Sure, it could be low stress if you're, you want to have a good time. Uh, we, especially since we started doing pretty well and then winning, this has been like a thing that gives me nightmares before we we actually do it. And I like, I end up <laughs> sitting. I drive you, like you this. Hobby. I get like drive like this because so I'm so stressed your out. Okay. Are planted into your ears. Oh, I'm Stop. sorry. Yes, they, they are. I get um, super stressed. I uh, anyway. So okay. So I drive. My job is to keep steady speed. So there's typically Chris is going to, and he's my, so he's my co-pilot. He's going to give me a, um, the instruction. And we found, especially towards the last one that giving, saying the instruction back to him is, is integral to remembering what you have to do next. Yes, There is so much going on in my brain that I am trying to keep up 24. I have to do it I have to keep up 24 until we should be getting to this point. I'm watching the odometer. I'm watching the speedometer. I am trying to keep a steady speed. And if I, there's so many times where I start thinking about something else or thinking about the road that I'm on. And Chris is like, I said, 25, you're going 27, like keep, you know, keep up. And he's watching me. It's hard to stay as the right, the right speed because sometimes it feels slow. Or fast, or, depending it, on the road. It's an or excellent fa- point that you fast. make there because it, it, it is a real-life skill because that's that's basic crew resource management is you don't acknowledge things by saying, gotcha, sure, no problem. You repeat the instruction given back to you because that way you close that communication loop of knowing ex- that you are doing exactly what the sender told you to do. Like you know, he yes. says, he says, he says twenty five, and you hear thirty five, and you go mm. gotcha, and he doesn't notice you're doing thirty five for a minute and a half, and now your calculations are off. I would have noticed. Yeah, 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 but it's a generalization. Oh yeah. Well, you know, well, what, I mean, what would happen Chris, is that, especially you coming from a safety background is that's how a lot of these things start to fall apart is ineffective communication. Oh. No, it's well, I, we talk about unsafe or safety. Go ahead, Chris. What do you? What say? would happen is I would say okay. In point eight at twenty five point two, left turn, speed thirty seven. And Chris, mm-hmm. you'd say okay, and then and eight then seconds later, drive twenty seven. What speed am I going? Right. 
and then right, and half I, a mile uh, later. Wait, how long? When, where am I turning? The odometer? Right. Yeah, I'm turning. Right. So, so to, to keep up, so I'm not asking the same questions over again. I actually started doing um, when he says turn left. I actually would hold both my hands on the steering wheel and I would put one hand up so I would remember that I'm turning left. Like, so it, it, it's just so much going on in your brain. That instruction that he just gave, that's what I'm supposed to be doing now. But I'm also, if I'm on a public road, I've got somebody in front of me. I'm I'm trying to figure out, okay, how slow are they going to make me? I can't go any faster than the person in front of me. I need to make up time. And, and all of this was one instruction for how many miles did we used to do? 80, 40 out, 40 back. Yeah. 80 would be about a normal. Yeah. So we were, so you're doing this and you were, oh my gosh, it was, it would felt so long. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's it's a full afternoon. You, you might leave at a nine or a 10 AM and not get back until three or four in the afternoon. I think well yeah, and the most of the ones we did with you guys were overnight or not overnight. Well, wow, that they, they were the were night. Eight, yeah, they were the night ones, right? So we did. We started at three p two p.m. something like that, and then um and then you you know go to we were done at at nine or ten. Okay, so making up time that's my thing. Uh, repeating instructions, and uh, my only question that I was allowed to ask was, "Are you sure?" So um. I can't tell him about the instructions. I can't. He is reading the instructions. And so he, he, when he flounders and says, well, you know, um, I think, I think it's going to be to the right. I think that's what this is going to look like. And I am only allowed to say, are you sure? And I guess that's kind of <laughs> a TSD joke or something, but, um, Yes. So that was, that's what a driver does. Um, you're constantly thinking about everything that goes on, but I am not really making any decisions. I, I am when I think I see something and I can say, okay, I, uh, this is coming up. This is what I'm doing. This is where I, my odometer is. When he's looking down at the instruction, the next instruction, I can confirm stuff, but, um, but that's about what I do. Okay. Go ahead. You said, you know, Chris does the calculations because he's good at that kind of stuff. And you say, because I don't like to think, but everything you just went through, you know, obviously the navigator is driving the car, but you have to be very precise. You have to be, it's not like you're just kind of there chilling, you know, got your gangs to lean on, lean into one side. So it's even the driver, while you're not doing the calculations, you're still extremely involved and you're still you're still actively involved in the the the, the competition. Yes, but the navigator's job is way harder. Yes. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. That's navigator. Go. Like, go so, navigator. Do you like math? If the answer is no, <laughs> then don't do this job. This is not for you. Uh, there, so I'll be driving. There's a lot of math going on. A lot of math can be happening on the fly while you're driving. Uh, a lot of math can, if you do it ahead of time, will help you. And there's also a lot of, of educated guessing and and de- kind of rough reckoning based on what you know. And you have to give, yeah, have to give the driver something. Yeah, that's a good way something. to put it. So, yeah, Chrissy. Real quick, I forgot that when we when we got these tulip instructions, um, we were not – you're only given them, what, a half an hour before An hour, you- one hour before usually. Yeah. was an hour before you start. So mm-hmm. the, the, the start is on the minute, uh, and your number was 14 or 17. You get your paperwork at 217, and then you have an hour to look and, at the paperwork. And then you depart at 317. Yeah. Right. But, so, but you have to get to the start point. You have to do your odometer clear and all that stuff and get to the parking lot 
or wherever you're starting at 317. So I want to make sure that you were talking about when you get these instructions, it's not like you get them the night before. It's not like you can download them a week before you get them as a, like a running and everybody runs and you get your paperwork and you sit there and do math really yep. quick. So um, that's pre, pre-work. Sorry. And you also synchronize you, the watch you have. Like I just had a, a Timex digital watch, like an Iron Man. And Nothing syn- wrong with that. You synchronize it to the rally official time to make sure you're on exactly the time. Because if you're 20 seconds off, well, then you're, ju- you're going to be 20 seconds off every single checkpoint automatically right there. So once you've got the paperwork, you start doing math. First time, thing you want to do is, you, is noting uh, what your delta times are and start highlighting things. And you want to highlight anything that's really quick or any weird changes to speed or if there's anything that's like a 0.1 or 0.2 between the turns, really anything less than 0.5, you want to note that. Any weird instructions, you know, highlight those first so you make sure you get them. And if you're doing a night rally, make Caution sure you statement. use – Yeah, exactly. Night and rally, when you flip the page, you usually write the instructions on the I'm top of the page there. or the bottom of the page. I'm getting oh. there. Thanks. Use a purple highlighter. <laughs> If you're doing a night rally, because you're going to have a light on to see the instructions at night. Usually I use a headlamp with a red cover so I don't wreck the driver's night vision. The only color highlighter you can see under that red light is purple. So do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I did going, all right with a yellow. Yeah, purple works great. So purple then you start going through and uh, and doing the math. So you want to check for what your deltas are. Uh, another thing that you want that, that afterwards I like to, uh, deltas, I mean, is change in time, like triangle time. So, or, or change delta distance, really. Trying yeah, delta, delta distance time. between each instructions. Delta time is something that is not given to you. You have to calculate. And I found it to be incredibly valuable to calculate all the delta times ahead of time. So once I'd gone through and marked anything interesting, marked the transit zones, which are, are places where you're, you're going between one stage to another kind of and you're not, so it doesn't count for a checkpoint, um, mark anything weird. Go through, check all your deltas, and then go through and try to calculate all your delta times. Because if you know you have to go half a mile at 30 miles an hour, you can calculate exactly how many seconds that is. So if you go yep. through all 100, 100 instructions you've got for the first half of the rally and figure out your delta times, for how many seconds for each one, you will then be able to calculate at what exact minute and second you should be executing that instruction. Instruction, yeah. Then you can give the feedback to the driver of, all right, we are six seconds late, go a little faster, or you know, 28 seconds early. Um, or, then you, or you don't tell them that, and you just give them a different speed. Not what the rally book is instructing. You give them a different speed to try to get them back on target. So it doesn't, it doesn't reset at each checkpoint. So if you're six seconds it, late, you're seconds like to every one of them? It uh-huh. might reset at each checkpoint. Well, you, can, you just Depends go faster. Depends on the rally. If, if you're six seconds late at one, then you go faster enough so that the next one, you're back on time. Well, what Chris is saying is that at each turn, so yeah. if you know at instruction 28, you're a little behind, oh, you tell, okay, you tell okay. your driver to drive a little faster, by the time you get to instruction 30, hopefully you're on time again. Mm-hmm. Got it. Exactly. And by the way, if the checkpoint was at instruction 26, you're yes. forked because you were screwed. early. Yeah. Yeah. And otherwise, the only reference you have is they occasionally will give you a key time during the instructions. There'll be a key time that says, if you are on target, this is the time you should arrive, plus your number. So if you're number 17, you know, they say the key time on this is going to be 340. You add the 17 to know it's 357. So that's another thing you can calculate ahead of time by writing that down, or you can do it on the fly if you'd like to do math on the fly, and because you might be off, and so you have to change it anyway. So 
part of the on-the-fly math. Yeah, Jeff. I, I just want to say, this is if you want to do well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there yeah. is There are plenty of people out there who just drive the course at the speed, look at the trees, oh, no have way. a great time, <laughs> and they don't get hyper-competitive. That is hilarious. I don't, but, I, can't, I, <laughs> I don't know what that's like. Uh, there are also rallies that won't give you any mileages or times. So there's no math to do other than as you drive. Mm. So yeah. you can't do the math ahead. Mm. Yeah. I like Those the ones are with the math ahead. Yeah. But I've done them plenty in the car, like when we are when we're we when missed a turn and yeah, we're off and then you have to things. redo everything on the fly. And you also, you know, it's obviously it's in seconds. And they give you you know things in different seconds because they give you intense in intense hundred thousands of a mile. Yeah. Right. And I'm trying to do it into seconds of sixty and points. Anyway, yeah. you have to figure that out somehow, whether it's ahead of time or on the fly. So that's that's where all the math comes from. So you also want to make sure if it is a navigator, you're not someone that gets particularly uh, car sick or take some Dramamine or ginger pills or whatever your, your Or throw up is. midway, which was, we totally did that last time. I did so, that once. <laughs> and then you suck so, it up and you keep going. I, I remember once I, I I was rallying with my brother. My brother's always my rally partner. Wait, wait, who, sometimes who, who, we drive. Who threw up? Which, which we, one you threw up? We both was, did. Uh, but, he did. But he did during... I think I was before. It was during the actual okay. rally. Event. So it was like a, yeah. like a, like a sympathy puke, or you guys were just hungover. No, this no, is it was motion sickness. Because when you're looking down, sick. doing math while yeah, driving yeah, yeah, on exactly. back roads, on like twisty roads, or in like, like one roads. of the key is never to look up and down. You just look one direction or the other. Yeah. One time I was rallying, and like something happened. I was a bear or something fell over there was a car crash i don't remember what it was but i was like wow did you see that and i said it to my brother jim who's who was navigating the time and he says this car has windows i don't know never saw (laughs) keep going that's such a jim response (laughs) you you used to well maybe that's why you got sick because you looked out i did yeah i usually have a pretty iron stomach from boats all the years but uh yeah, that was the one time in all that we've ever been doing this that it got me. And then Fine. keep going. All right. Yeah. Recalculate. So anyway, that's <laughs> that's the basics of it. Um, and then the, let's let's quickly run through like what do you get when you're done, and wrap this thing up. You get win awards. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. 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 Okay. So each of the classes get awards. Um, I guess there's first and second, maybe Depends first, on second, how many third. People there Depends are. on how many. people. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I mean, this is only for the ones that we've done. So we um, get first, second, third, and they do put out the timing every once in a while. One of the checkpoints it could get messed up if somebody was felt there was messed up with the you know timing or you or know however I don't know what it looks wrong, like yeah. whatever yeah. Yep. So occasionally some of the checkpoints are, are thrown out, and uh, and then you get to see them and you figure out. If you win, and uh, we've won a couple times, and then we won a novice, and then we put ourselves in stock, and it was pretty surprising. Yeah, I mean, but, this, generally, this is how it goes. You're going to meet in a parking lot. You're going to get a piece of set of paper. You're going to go out and drive and have a good time or a stressful time or a horrible time or whatever. <laughs> or you're going to puke. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, and then eventually, you're all going to meet back at the same bar. And this is where it really happens because that's when you get in. You say, oh, hey, how did you do number 128? How did you do 87? And how did you do this? And, whoa, that's a great score. That's a bad score. And that's where the camaraderie comes in. And I, and I think this is one of the problems with rallying and why only old people do it because people aren't getting back. 
you know, it, it got more complicated and more complicated and more complicated to the point where people were quitting. There was no feedback on the rally, whether you're doing well or not well. And mm. this is, this is kind of leading into what I'm going to say next is there's a whole new digital world of rally timing and it's coming. There's a lot of apps out there that can function as a rally computer. You can use the GPS signal, not wheel speed. So you can actually like know what you're doing right or wrong. And my father has just told me about this. Uh, my father's been rallying since the 60s, by the way, about this new app. It's called Richta. It's based on one of the old rally computer companies. And check this out. Two weeks before the rally, you put the app on your phone. You put, you put in that you're car number 27 at this rally, and it downloads the data. It doesn't tell you what it is. It just tells you, like, here's the time that you're going to leave. So there's no math that you have to do to decide that it's 340 plus 17. It knows your car number, and it gives you all the time of day restarts. It also uses lat long lat latitude and longitude of all the checkpoints. You don't so, know where they are. So you just, is, is, is that something you could do solo, or do you still need a partner? No, you still need a partner. Um, okay. because they still have to read the instructions. So okay. the instructions are that still helps. given to you in paper. They oh. read the instructions. The GPS on your phone is taking care of all the timing. You never have to write down anything on a scorecard. You drive through. The app beeps, says you just passed a checkpoint. You're early or you're late. You're this much, and you keep going. Times are communicated back to the base. Score is done in the Rally Masters app. You go up to the next thing, and it says, "By the way, time of day restart." Okay, just like so, this. So what I'm what I'm hearing overall, as someone who's never done this, is yes, it's math, but at the same time, driving or navigating, it's problem solving. It's it's yeah, it's like one of those escape rooms, except you're doing it with the car with a partner, which is isn't I think is actually kind of an entertaining thing but it was a dying art because everyone had to make it so complex and so hard that you weren't getting back to the how did you solve this problem and adding that to your toolbox so now they're kind of trying to get back to the basics and bring people back which yeah, i like that so what work organizations do this jeff i know uh, you said your dad's with the scca scca is the big one but a lot of local rally a lot of lo local groups do it too local sports car clubs okay. uh, local sports car clubs with lots of old dudes. <laughs> like it, 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 this was incredibly popular in the 60s and the 70s. And in the 80s, it got really complex. And in the 90s, it started dying. And, you know, in the 2010s and 20s, you know, my father is 70-something years old. And it, most of the people doing his hyper, I mean, he's been national champion multiple times. Most of the people doing it are his age. Okay. And yeah. if they're not his age, they're like computer nerds. Mm. And now these computer nerds are starting to like write these problems. apps. Yeah. And now they're starting to write these apps, and these apps are fantastic. Uh, my father hasn't yet done one with the app, but he promises to uh, tell me how it goes. He's doing one in July. Well, because his jitterbug phone is still a flip clamshell thing with just buttons and no tech. Look, <laughs> <laughs> my father has a smartphone, or else how could he? Facebook all those things about Donald Trump all day. Exactly. <laughs> how could he retweet my dad just does it yelling at the television? I don't know how, smart. but. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Chrissy. 
Um, I think the app sounds like a good idea because of a lot of the paperwork that needed to be done when we did the rally. It like, was terrible. There was, it was so yeah. much. We just sat around and wait. We drank so many beers because we were just waiting for the scores to happen. Like it was an, Sometimes it was like an hour, two, depending on how many people were helping. Well, by the time they got all the cars information back, they got all the paperwork when you know accounting for all the, the the butts that were like you didn't you didn't count my ta for this this is wrong you go back to go print it out again coming back like it was just a lot of work so having this electronic actually makes sense it totally makes sense and yep. if if all the people rallying weren't 150 years old it probably would have happened five years ago right yeah absolutely so. and yes. smartphone is the devil's work <laughs> actually the problem is is that the really serious people weren't trusting the GPS signal. So the mm. real serious people weren't building it. The timing crystals and the, because, you know, the cell phones are on, or the cell phones are on cell phone time, which is not always perfect. Time has right. to be perfect. So and you can't change the cell phone to make it, it exactly. rally time. So it's, it's it, those technological hurdles have been leaped and now it is getting more and more mainstream. Well, that's fun. We should have to try one of those with the new thing. That's good. Uh, yeah, interesting enough, this I'm fall, in. my father's going to write one. Cool. He's going Brand. to do the rally in July in, I think, Wisconsin. And then he's going yes. to take the app, talk to the rally master, and then design one in South Jersey. Cool. Excellent. We haven't done it in a while. All right. And Anything so we, else on this topic? Oh, sorry. Uh, Chrissy, just, no, no, just just when I went back and found all of our pictures from uh, that we posted from Facebook from years and years ago. So when we uh, post this episode, we'll, we'll put some of the actual photos of the cars that we ran. If you've had TSD rally experience, drop us a line on any of our social media. Sure. They, none of the listeners, none of them. because they're all no, 150 years old. <laughs> yeah. That's why we did this. We said, well, let's tell people about this obscure form of motorsports that we happen to know something about. So, by, anyway. by the way, do you want to know where it's extremely popular? Wisconsin, Michigan, up there in the Uper area. Uh, the New England region is very good. And the southwest of the United States, Arizona, New Mexico. Very uh-huh. big. Interesting. We know somebody who's moving to the southwest. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. I won't tell That's you great. where, though. And my father will fly to all of those areas to do national rallies, rent a Ford, whatever he can with a V6 in it, and beat the piss out of it for three days in the back road and return it covered in mud with an $8 trophy. He needs his his plastic container with the two bungees that snap into the um defroster the, uh, you, you always know a rally's right. car because they have some sort of <laughs> some sort of bungee cord system in their car so that they can read things while they drive we know it's a wakeman car because there was just as much trash if not more in the car <laughs> than there was in your car yeah. truth not yeah. even an exaggeration all right. Yes. And on that note, on the spot time. I believe it's Chrissy today. Uh, it is. Okay. Get ready. Ready. If you could buy a car tomorrow, what would it be? Does that have to be a new car? Like any instri- restrictions here at all? Like um, with the money I have? It's your or... money? You know, I was trying to figure out the restrictions. It's more of like. It, it like this really serious. She comes not up with like, it on the spot, and we put her on the spot. Yeah, well, sure. I mean, 
I don't want to be restrictive, but I don't want like, okay, sure. Everybody wants, I want a Zonda. Like I'm not going to buy a Zonda. Nobody like, wants a Zonda. <laughs> fine. It's the first obscure thing I could come up with. Um, a Suzetta Marauder V16. That's a, that's no, a, no, they okay. just restored one of those. So okay. yeah, it's on the okay, market. So I was I trying was to put restrictions on it, but like, if you, if I'm just gonna like go out to the store, is this tomorrow, one car we have to live in every day? You, you get How one long car. do I have to keep it? <laughs> <laughs> like, is there I, a I feel car? Like, I feel like she's trying to strangle let, me let, through through Skype right now. Let's <laughs> let, let let's let Chrissy come up with and tell us a little bit more information, and a then we car are gonna that's answer. in production that is a normal. Street daily driver car and in production because that does change my answer. Um, okay, it doesn't have to be in production, it can be oh, whatever. This is dumb. <laughs> you guys took a lot of all the fun out of it, or whatever. Buy a car tomorrow, we'll stick with it. Whatever, buy a car tomorrow, but then my answer is going to be dumb. So, I <laughs> because it's not my my world is go ahead. Okay, let me let me set the parameters. Must daily. Okay. Must afford with your own money. Okay. Or at least I, make I can't afford a car. Sorry. Right. Right. I drive he a Volvo in, wagon. Really. Okay. What was the third one, Jeff? I can't even afford right you're, you're you're in charge of the payments. You don't need to have it like sure. in cash in hand. Realistic yeah. daily drive. Realistic yeah. Oh, yeah. daily. Because I got I've, been, I've been shopping for this, and we've okay. talked about this. I, I, I still want a mid-80s 911 SC Targa. Okay, great choice. Well, I, I want that too, but that's not mine. Uh, well, lightly used, perfect, on the, de- on the lot, two or three-year-old, off-lease, off white Focus ST. E sixty three wagon. Oh yeah. MX five. Of course, the answer is always Miata. <laughs> well, I know, and that's why I kept. So I actually made this up, but because I was so, I keep. There's one that's parked in my lot, and I'm like, I'm missing Miatas. You have we, an we, we, But there's, but it's a Miata. There's. I don't know. Can I say? I drove the Corvette a lot today. We went out Ooh, shopping with yeah. it, and the wife is in the passenger seat. And there, there's just nothing like beating the piss out of an underpowered two-seater convertible, driving it at seven tenths on the highway and not killing anyone. Because in the NSX, you can't just be flat out all the time, and in the Corvette, you can't be flat out all the time. I, but I'm I am nervous when I drive the, the NSX. I I had a, a rock come up into my windshield, bust the windshield, and I was like in trouble. So I want trouble. an MX. The insurance company paid twenty six hundred dollars, but you were fine. <laughs> no, but no, but I know what you're you saying, Chrissy, because it is it is it's where well, you guys bought it to have fun, but you still look at it as an investment car. The yeah. thing about, it, the thing about the MX disposable is nature of a all, Miata. all the way from the dishwashing ferry to my friend John Raymond, who has both an NA spec Miata and one of the new RF Targa Miatas. I've never met a Miata owner who said, this was the dumbest car I've ever bought. No. Everyone who ever buys a Miata loves them. 
And they usually end up with more than one over time. Like I've had four. Right. I'm ready for my neck. Yeah, yes. Yeah, no, it's, it's, Wait, it's, you still have like, one, don't? You? Oh no, it's your look car. at the, I have, mean, you, have you looked at? Because I know you're quasi in the market for a new car. Oh, have you no, looked at? Have you looked at the the RFs? No, because they're quite no, affordable. This doesn't fit the thing. This doesn't fit what I need. It was. This was just supposed to be a. If you wanted to buy something right now, that's what it was prompted by. Me out. Summer's coming. Buy it and sell it in the fall. Maybe so. You won't even lose any money, probably. I know. True. No, it's the other way around. You buy it in January, sell it's it in true. July. Yeah, but she can't drive. She just wants to drive it. She just wants to drive it. Not worry about it's okay. it. Okay. Do you, this right. is on the spot. It didn't have to be. What are you going to buy? It's right. what would you like to buy? All right. Great. So, promo. Which is a new thing because we've been pulling a lot of this stuff out of our collective backsides. We didn't talk about the Florida Man Rally because next week we probably welcome back guest number one, Eric Rude, and we're going to talk about this past rally, the upcoming Banger to Banger Rally, as well as his experience with Tammy at CMP. To wit, he says, and I quote, Tammy Lynn is a plague upon this racing series, a fantastically talented plague i hope i'm the first person in human history to use the phrase fantastically talented plague and for that and so many more reasons we are really looking forward to having eric back on the show so send us your questions yep i i, I don't know what this tammy story is cmp fun <laughs> you'll hear it. i missed this anyway thank you for downloading us and doing the math on this episode we hope you enjoyed <laughs> This TSD episode of Everyone Racers. We also hope you'll join us in the world of driving, racing, and rallying because everyone can be a racer, even you. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe. It's totally free. Then go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Even if you hate us, even if you own an Android, go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating. Tell us why. If you have any questions or show ideas, drop a comment on our Facebook page. Seriously, Android for life, yo. Anyway, I was showing it to the camera. Play the music, Jeff. Questions or show ideas, <laughs> drop us a comment on the Facebook page, Everyone Racers, or email us at everyone.racers at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram or Twitter at Everyone Racers. Thanks again, and until next week, keep the shiny side up. Unless there is no shiny side, then just keep the wheels down.